The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on the Believer's Walk of Faith. It's not your spirit, folks. Your spirit is rich. He knows you're rich. But your soul didn't get the memo. Now your soul got to know. And how do I get the soul to get repaired or get renewed to that place? I got to get in the Word of God. Hello, I'm Bill Winston, and welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, this teaching today has to do with a person being born again and getting all the inheritance that God has for them. Now, many people that are born again don't really experience all of salvation. They just get born again, and, and that's pretty much it. You know, just stay at that level until they leave the earth. But God has a bigger plan for us. He wants us to enjoy all the inheritance that a born-again believer has inherited. Praise God. You know, I say if you're born again and don't enjoy that inheritance, it's like getting a mansion and living in a doorway. Praise God. No, there are bedrooms back there, kitchens back there, downstairs, you know, whatever have you. So we want to get all that God has for us. Now, the reason why a lot of people don't enjoy all the blessings of God is because of 3 John 2. It says this, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. What happens? The soul has not prospered. The soul is a mind, will, emotions, intellect, and imagination. Many times they're imagining things happening. Somebody's stealing my car, me coming down with some disease. Mm -mm. That's not the imagination God wants us to have. And a lot of people don't enjoy that inheritance because they can't imagine that inheritance. Well, let's go into a teaching. It's going to affect your imagination. Praise God. It's called Healing Your Wounded Soul. If you just tuned in, we've got a different background here because we're doing renovation. And, uh, but the word is going to remain the same. Hallelujah. That's good because the word is supposed to renovate us. That's what it takes. Be ye not conform this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Another word for that is renovation. Take out all that old plumbing. But what people don't realize is that sanctification is progressive. That the first step to sanctification is to be born again. It means to be separated. And so once you and I are born again, the Bible says in Colossians chapter one, that we're taken out of the kingdom of darkness and put into the kingdom of God's dear son. Over in um, Galatians chapter two, verse 20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, once that happened and Christ gave his life for us, then we could be saved. We could be saved. It says in Romans chapter 10 and looking, starting at verse eight, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God's raised him from the dead, 
Thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved. Now, people look at that word saved and think that that only means being born again. And it does mean being born again, but it goes much further than that. The saved here is the word sozo in the Greek, S-O-Z-O. And it has to do with deliverance, healing, preservation and soundness, deliverance from temporal evils, to do well. See? And what happens with this being born again experience is that people get born again, but they don't really experience all of salvation. They leave the earth without enjoying the fruit, the, 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 the vast inheritance that they have as a born again believer. The idea is that there is a lot that is available to us because we have been born again. We, we were just, when we got born again, we got born into the wealthiest family in the universe. Now, why aren't we enjoying these? And he said in Acts chapter, 10, uh, chapter 20 and verse, verse um, 32, he brings you up that the word is able to build you up and give you an inheritance, the word of his grace, to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. So you got to be built up to get it. Now, when he's talking about that, a lot of what he's talking about is a condition of our souls is a condition of our soul. Now, what is a soul? It's a mind, will, emotions, intellect, and imagination for the most part. That's what the soul is. And so the condition of our spirit, once you get born again, the spirit was now transformed from darkness to light. From Satan being the father, the Bible says over in John chapter 8 and verse 44 that your father is the devil. Satan being our father to the, 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 uh, God being our father and, and, and that we were in the kingdom of his dear son. That's where you got. Now, I know this sounds simple, but you stay up with me. So now we are supposed to enjoy the fruit of, of that new relationship by getting our minds renewed. Here is Adam. So Adam is in the garden and in chapter two of Genesis, Adam names all the animals. Then Adam has a wife and then in chapter three of Genesis, Satan comes and tempts his wife Eve. Now, she disobeyed God and gave to Adam, and he did too. And once they did, they no longer were God's children. 
no longer belonged to God, no longer could hear God. Matter of fact, God comes in the garden, Adam runs from God. So Adam lost more than something to eat. He lost his mind. Now, God's got to recover his man. And the whole idea is called the plan of redemption. And Jesus is called the redeemer. Are you, you, you with me here? So he comes to redeem us. He comes to bring us back to the father. Because as long as we're under Satan, we're controlled by that enemy or susceptible to his deception and destruction. The thief coming not but for the what? Steal, come on, kill, and destroy. His nature is that. So you can't do anything different. So, but God's plan is to bring mankind back to him. Now, one of the things I said last time that kind of, some people kind of start, I could see them, their head kind of tilted. Um, when I talked about aging and that basically you didn't hear anything about aging until Adam sinned. You don't know how long he was in the garden. Why? Because it didn't get any older. They tell me in heaven you get to be 33 or something like that and that's it. But my point to you is, is that I said all those things are products of the curse. See? See? Jesus had to give his life. Satan couldn't kill him. See, he, when, when Jesus came into the earth, he didn't come into the earth with what you and I had in us. He had something different. He had the nature of the father. He had the same nature Adam had at the beginning because he wasn't, he was born of a woman because he had to have a natural body to be legal here. But as far as his spirit is concerned, he had the spirit of his, of his father, divine nature of God. So now here, can I go on with this? So now Adam, because of his nature, his nature is not of God. The Bible calls it even second, second Corinthians, I think chapter six, call it the nature of iniquity. So his nature was the nature of the devil. So that's why we found it so easy to lie. The Bible said we were born in sin. How many of you know you just leave a baby to himself, they're going to start acting up? I mean, it's, it's like leaving your front lawn alone. You know, pretty soon weed's going to grow in it because, because the whole thing is cursed. So Christ came redeem us from the word curse. The curse is still in the earth, but you've been redeemed from it. Now, now what, what I'm about to say. So inside of us, we're born again. 
And because we're born again in our spirit, we're three parts, spirit, soul, body. Got it? Our soul consists mainly mind, will, emotions, intellect, imagination. Got it? So because of our spirit born again, our spirit knows God. And it cries out, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, Abba, Father, Daddy. But our soul is not born again. Neither is our body. I mean, I remember when I was in that church, they used to sing a song, I looked at my hands and my hand looked blue and I looked at my feet and my feet did too. Well, I tell people this. If you had false teeth before you got born again, you're probably going to have them same false teeth right after you get born again. Now, that, that next step is to get new teeth. Now, don't tell me what God can't do because Jesus did that. The word sozo salvation also is having to do with shalom. Nothing broken, nothing missing. And I believe before the church leaves here, everything that was lost going to be restored, including teeth. Doesn't make any difference. Now somebody said, well, I don't believe that. That's because you've got a hole in your soul. Now let me, let me tell you how this works. So, in my spirit knows God. So as far as righteousness is concerned, my spirit is as righteous as Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Watch this. And the Holy Spirit has come and possessed my spirit. Got it? So I cannot, as a Christian, be possessed. The furthest that I can get towards possession is oppression. Now, that's why as a Christian, if, oh, have mercy, can I keep going here? If you really know the truth that Satan has no right legally to afflict you with sickness and disease, then you begin to rebuke that infirmity. And Satan knows if you know who you are. Now, now that, that's, that's key. Because remember in Acts chapter 19, the sons of Sceva saw Paul casting out devils. Now that's why it says, go into all the world and what? Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall what? Cast out devils. You cast out devils from folk who don't know God. My point to you is, 
Satan can't possess what the Holy Ghost possesses. Now, he can come into our mind or come into our bodies, but he has no right there because I'm redeemed. But he's counting on me not knowing I'm redeemed. And if I'm redeemed and doubt, then he's still allowed to come in. Because what gets him out is faith in, in who I really am. Are you following what I'm saying? Once Adam sinned, sin consciousness rolled in. Now, sin consciousness is something hard sometimes to describe. It's a consciousness of a fallen man. See, of, of, uh, let me give you, for example. So here comes, a, they, they were out going to the other side in the ship. Here comes a storm. They cried out, we're going to die. Because they saw themselves inferior to the storm. See, see, sin consciousness, inferiority, all of that. I mean, it showed up in Adam as soon as Eve, they sinned, God saying to Adam, what you doing? He said, with a woman, see, see, that blaming, when you see people blame, that's part of that. It, 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 it's, Lord have mercy. I got so much I want to say here. So. So this sin consciousness is a thing that's plagued people for a long time. It's not the consciousness of sonship. The sonship is the opposite. The prodigal son comes back home, said, I'm going home. The servants in daddy's house got enough to eat. Now I'm out here suffering hunger. See, all right. Son consciousness sees no lack. You, you, all you have to do is look at Jesus' life. He saw no inferiority to anything. He was only subject to the Father. He saw no inferiority to disease. Look what it says. Just put it up there. Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 40. There came a leper unto him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. Watch this. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and said unto him, what? I will. Come on. Be thou clean. And look what happened. And as soon as he had spoken, what happened? Immediately, the leprosy departed. He, he didn't say, ooh, I don't want to give what you got. Uh, no, no, because he's superior to disease. But I'm only telling you something. Renew your mind to get superior to disease. That's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying what, what Jesus was demonstrating is a renewed mind. See, your your 
The, the problem that we're having is not of your spirit. Your spirit is excellent. There are no such things as spiritual defects. You can have a child be born of a parent with a defect, not born of God. Born of God is excellent. Every time. Now, where's the Holy Ghost? He's in there with your spirit. Watch this, possessing it. Now, what's in there? The anointing. Now, where's that anointing have to do? It's got to get out. Why? Because here, this anointing had to get out because first thing it's got to do is take care of your mortal body. See, look at Romans, Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. And look what he says. He says, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, watch this, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also what? Quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Where is his spirit? In you. Now, that spirit is the anointing and it's a mystery, meaning it's beyond human comprehension, but it's in there. Watch this, bringing the power of God. But God can't violate your soul or your will. See, you got to believe. And if you don't believe, your soul is persecuted. If you don't believe, your soul has to be renewed. Are you following what I'm saying? Because you're going to third John to prosper and be in health even as your, come on, soul prospers. So the first thing your soul's going to do is keep your body alive. So every virus, disease, and germ that touches your body, bow, dies instantly. Why? Because it can't live on you. But here's what the demon said. The demon said to the sons of Sceva over in Acts chapter 19, he said, Paul, I know. This is a demon talking. Jesus, I know. But who are you? See, the devil knows when you don't know who you are, even though you got the same spirit as God. But if you don't know who you are, that enemy comes in because he knows he can get past any kind of fix that you might set up. Jesus had no sense of lack. He goes up on the, on the hill. He'd been preaching for three days. Multitudes gathering. They said, hey, master, send them home now. They need to go get something to eat. He said, no, 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 no. Uh, let's see. Uh, you feed them. I said, what? Why? Because he had no sense of lack. See, when, when you See, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because I'm going to be like Jesus. I don't care what you say. I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm, I know that I am a part of a family that is the wealthiest in the universe. But as a man thinketh, watch this, not in his spirit, but in his what? In his heart or his soul, so is he. And if you think 
you're in lack, you will be in lack. It's not your spirit, folks. Your spirit is rich. He knows you're rich. But your soul didn't get the memo. Now, your soul got to know, and how do I get the soul to get repaired or get renewed to that place? I got to get in the Word of God. Praise God. I trust that you were empowered by that teaching. Now, here's an important point you want to remember. How do you get your soul to be renewed or repaired in any area, finances, marriage, whatever have you? It's through the Word of God. I've got to get that Word of God, begin to study it, meditate it, confess it, so forth and so on. You remember Jesus, before he came into full-time ministry, he was a carpenter. <laughs> I mean, that, I think that says something. He's a builder. Glory to God. Well, this Word is designed to work on our soul, to build a new image in our soul. It'll affect our imagination. It'll cause us to think on another level, so forth and so on. That's the way you do it. I remember when I used to have hay fever every year. I mean, hay fever season, I'd be sneezing and coughing and carrying on. I said, no, uh-uh, I'm born again. I'm told to be redeemed from the curse. I took that word and worked it and worked it and worked it. Never had hay fever again. Praise God. Well, this is Bill Winston saying we love you. Until next time, keep walking by faith. It's time to leave behind the pain, conflicts, and drama of life that the enemy tries to use as wounds to gain access to your soul. God provides healing for your soul, and it's yours to claim today. Dr. Bill Winston has prepared a masterful four-part teaching entitled Healing Your Wounded Soul that will allow you to heal your troubled heart and find peace in the storm. Heal the wounds of your past and understand the power that is within you is greater than any challenge you may face. With these four insightful messages, you will get the understanding you need to finally prosper by removing the fences that fear and unforgiveness have placed around your soul. This series can be yours today when you call 800-711-9327 or go online to billwinston.org. But wait, if you really want to experience the full manifestation of God's life-altering power, Dr. Winston is offering the chance to get the Transformation Bundle. In addition to the four-part message series, you will receive this best-selling book, Transform Your Thinking, Transform Your Life. The way you view the world around you directly influences the circumstances of your life. If you want to be happy, whole, and healthy, then it begins with correcting your thought process. With this enlightening book, you will learn the secrets to mastering your thoughts and how to use them to create the life you've always wanted. This collection will help you move God's Word from information to revelation. Call us now at 800-711-9327 or go online to billwinston.org and get this must-have bundle today. Christ has promised you life more abundantly. Let Him come through you unhindered so you can live the extraordinary life He has waiting for you. Start your process of healing today. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. Contact us by phone at 1-877-543-9443 
or submit your prayer request online at billwinston.org forward slash prayer. Follow us on Periscope and Facebook to join us for our regular live prayer sessions. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. Together, we are transforming lives throughout the world. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry. We love you and look forward to praying and partnering with you.